You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. So, Carol, we've been spending a lot of time trying to figure out how businesses get open, Mm -hmm. you know, especially businesses that social distance isn't really baked into the whole thing, right? Right. Um, And also businesses that have multiple locations and multiple areas. So we're really excited to talk to Todd Leff. He is the CEO of Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa. Joining us on the phone, Todd, really nice to have you with Carol and myself. Thank you. Glad to join you. So give us a a little bit of size and scope, as we say here at Bloomberg, about the company, because you've got uh, 450-plus units, I believe, uh, across the region. Right. So we're this is a a national uh, franchise chain of massage and facial spas. We have uh, 465 uh, locations across uh, 32 states in the U.S. and uh, a couple of provinces in Canada as well. Okay, so, and it's franchise. So, you know, we've talked to a lot of um, companies, especially within the hospitality industry where there's franchise and how they are dealing with the virus and how do they reopen. First off, let's ask about the impact. Were you guys, I'm assuming, shut down completely? Right. So starting as, as you know, most businesses, uh, we started actually voluntarily closing locations, you know, probably the first week of March. Mm-hmm. But uh, quickly that accelerated. And so by April 1st, all 465 locations were closed. Um, so we were, you know, really uh, had had no services being done, you know, after April 1st. Right. Okay. And so were you guys able to, your franchise owners, were you able to hold on to workers or did you have to let go of those workers? No. So we, yeah. So, you know, part of our strategy was really you know, how do you preserve um, the franchisee liquidity? That was mm-hmm. that's one of the most important things because we want them to be around to reopen. Right. And so one of, one of the things they had to do early on was, um, you know, lay off all of the staff except generally managers. And so uh, within a two-week period, we uh, the system uh, laid off about 11,000 employees. Wow. So it was a you know, pretty big hit. And, um, you know, obviously to all those workers, you know, very unfortunate as well. And so what's the process like of coming back? I mean, from a safety perspective, from a worker perspective, walk us through the process of that. Yeah. So, you know, that was my biggest concern early on. I mean, you know, when we, we sat there, you know, kind of mid-March and, and late March, you, you really have to answer first the existential question, as you said, Jason, at the outset, can you do a hands-on business safely um, with COVID-19 without a vaccine, without a, a really solid cure? And so we didn't wait for, you know, kind of the government to dictate policy or determine it. We, we actually went out and engaged our own panel of health experts. So we had an infectious disease researcher, uh, several medical uh, practitioners, and then a, a medical director of a massage school um, to really help us design the protocols necessary uh, to, you know, make sure that this process could be done uh, safely. And, and as we did the research into this, it, you know, it actually ended up and everybody learned so much over this course of time that that our service is actually a relatively low risk activity because generally uh, the, the disease was being transmitted through respiratory uh, means. And so we're really more skin to skin, hands on. Um, 
it didn't impact, assuming everybody wore, you know, had, had the proper, you know, PPE, it did not, it wasn't as risky as maybe the perception would be as you mm. sit there from the outside. So tell but, us, but, well, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, please, please, Todd, f- finish. But we did, we did have to develop a, a, a lot of new safety protocols. And, and so that we use that time wisely, you know, the month we were closed to, to develop those protocols and then go retrain, you know, 10,000 uh, staff members on, on how to do this activity uh, as they reopen. So two questions. I'm curious about what those safety protocols exactly will be. Like if I go in for a massage, is it somebody mm-hmm. that's kind of suited up in a mask and they've got, you know, um, gloves on or some, you know, some, you know, I'm just curious how it works out. And I am curious yeah. how many of your workers are you ultimately going to be able to bring back? So as to the first question, there are a, a, a number of uh, safety changes and you would see a, a different process than if you had went in, you know, prior to March 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do require that all of the staff members wear masks. Estheticians, who these are the folks who do the facial services, have to wear both masks and face shields during uh, the service. Uh, customers, we are uh, certainly in most states, and we've worked with states in developing these guidelines. In most states, customers are also required to wear masks while they're getting the massage. If it's not a state where it's required, then we, we have a high recommend and we allow the local jurisdiction to set that. Uh, we now disinfect the entire room after each service. So in between any service, the room is, is disinfected. Um, we were fortunate that we had sinks in all of our treatment rooms. And so we require hand washing uh, by the, the uh, massage therapist prior to the service. Some states, they require the customer to hand wash prior to uh, getting the service. And then a lot of things in the in just the transactional nature of it, um, going to a contact light transaction. We really close down a lot of the lobbies and we ask customers to wait in the car and we text them so they can walk right into the treatment room instead of sitting in a in a lobby. So you would notice a number of changes to the, um, you know, how you get the service if you came in today. Let's get back to our conversation with Todd Leff. He is the CEO of Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa, a national chain, 465 units across the country. And so, Todd, I guess one of the things that strikes me is all the stuff you're talking about costs money. So what are the things you have to do operationally to ensure for yourself, for your franchisees, that this business is able to continue in this sort of new normal that we're going to be in for some time? Right. Well, I think that in the short term, we do see an increase in, uh, you know, our operational costs to meet these new safety protocols and guidelines. But um, on the the other side of it, obviously, um, Demand has has come back very strong. We are uh, a membership base as well, although we have you know we also serve non-members and, and guests. So a, a lot of our members, over seventy percent of our member base, uh, stayed with us and continued to to actively pay their membership fees uh, during the time that we were uh, closed. Be- because those packages do roll over and they can get those services. So, you know, from a cash flow perspective, our franchisees survived, you know, and, and did fairly well during the, the shutdown. 
Um, but we are going to have to absorb some of these additional costs, and I think ultimately um, some of that will get passed on to the consumer. So, wow, that's pretty impressive. That seventy percent of your member base membership base stayed with you. That that really gave you, to some extent, a, a fairly predictable revenue stream, right? In a in a period of high uncertainty. Exactly. If you think about the underlying unit, with you know, um, they're they get about 50 to 60% of their total revenue from their membership base and 70% of that stayed on, but they, they also were not paying out their staff on the, on the expense side. Um, A lot of them got rent deferrals and, and quite frankly, in our, in our mind, um, the PPP program was a great success for our uh, franchisees. We had um, probably close to 200 of the franchisees were able to secure PPP funds. And so that helped carry them through this time period as well. So from a cash flow perspective, um, I think they will emerge from this, you know, as they reopen in fairly, fairly good condition. That's interesting. That that's a that's a big endorsement for the PPP because we've heard very um, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say mixed, but I would say uneven uh, yeah. in terms of yeah. uh, being. And was that something that you worked on with franchise to to essentially enable them? Did you give them effectively yeah. a playbook to to do it? Yeah, exactly. And that was one of our so one of our three core objectives was uh, during the pandemic was, you know, to preserve the franchisee liquidity. So we suspended certain payments as the franchisor. We helped them arrange the PPP loans and rent deferrals from landlords and then kind of walked them through the the process of, you know, laying off employees, but still complying with CARES Act regulation. And so, um, you know, this I think the recent extension was critical um, on the PPP side for our locations because many of them, you know, are just reopening. In fact, um, it's it's interesting that um, today, uh, New Jersey, we just reopened 58 locations today in New Jersey. This is the first day we could be open in New Jersey. Interesting. And do you have any sense of, I know it's early days, but any sense of like the flows so far from from customers in terms of normal capacity versus now? Yeah, so we're obviously tracking that on almost an hourly basis. And and so of those locations reopened, the average days of reopening is about 28 days. And we're back to uh, just about 80% of our uh, comparable store sales. So 80, eight, um, zero? Eight, zero. So they're about negative 20% on a comparable basis right now. And having only been opened, you know, on average 28 days. So we see this as a, a, a real endorsement by the consumer that they are coming back. And, and in some of those locations, one of the challenges here is that the states have been very uh, unequal in um, you know how this is applied. So in some states, we're not allowed to perform facials yet, and even still, um, we're back at, at you know eighty percent of the volume. So that's uh, remarkable. I mean, where are most of your locations? And forgive me for not knowing that going in here. Um, you, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're you know thirty-two states. We are very heavy in the Northeast, which yeah. is that's what I was, thought. was not a po- was not a positive during this uh, yeah. time because. Um, but Florida is our number one state, and so we have over 60 locations in Florida. Um, Texas is a, is a very large, um, you know, market. Um, Illinois, um, and then you know, 
uh, lesser in California, but we do have a presence in California as well. So are you are you spread right across? Yeah, are you worried about the numbers that you're seeing in Texas right now, and what what impact are you seeing <laughs> on those locations and Florida as well? Yeah, yeah, we are we are concerned about that, and I think from our perspective, we have to do what we can do to control our business and make sure it's the safest possible. Um, but we are very strong endorsers of customers wearing masks, and I think, um, you know, that's that's something we're insisting upon and helps reduce the the risk down. Um, but I I think what we're hearing is that if there are, um, at least by local authorities, if there are outbreaks, it is going to be dealt with on a much more targeted basis right. and, and more locally than, than just, yeah. exactly. And, and I think we could sustain that. Um, our big fear would be, you know, broader, you know, statewide yeah. shutdowns. Yeah. All right. Well, this was uh, really interesting. Thank you uh, for being so candid and thoughtful. We really appreciate it. Todd Leff is the CEO of Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa. It's a chain. They've got 465 units across the country. Back in business in, in many ways, only down 20%, which I have to, I, I find really pleasantly surprising, Carol. Right. 80% of their comparable stores... Comparable um, store sales. Sales yeah. are back. Yeah. That's pretty remarkable. Um, so interesting. All right. Um, yeah. I felt like the details on that was just fascinating.